Mother's Day is around the corner and I have the best gift idea for you. Hold on to your hats. It's mylifeinabook.com. Every week, My Life in a Book will send your mom a question via email. They will compile all of your mom or the mom in your life's answers and create a legacy keepsake book. The book becomes something you and future generations can treasure forever. I gave both my mother and my mother-in-law my life in a book, and they've already started responding to the prompts. When my mother-in-law received her first prompt, she said, oh my goodness, what a thoughtful gift. And that's what we all want, right? We all want to give thoughtful gifts. So check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day, mylifeinabook.com, and use code SUSTAINABLE for 10% off today. You're listening to episode 58 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hi there. Welcome back. This week, we are divulging the secret to organizing a disorganized family. Now, I am not the expert on this topic. However, This week, I am talking to an expert. June Duran is a fellow blogger. She's a homeschooling mom, and she is the parent of five, count them, five children under nine. So she has learned a thing or two about organizing along the way. In today's episode, you will hear June say that she's always been a naturally organized person. However, as she started to fill her home with other people who may not have the same ideas about organizing as she, she really had to come up with a system that worked for everybody so as to live in harmony with five children and a spouse. She's going to tell us all about her system today. Now, before we dive in, just a quick note, my first online course titled 14 Days to a Zero Waste Kitchen is almost complete. It is designed for you to have a completely zero-waste, minimized, decluttered, and tidy kitchen in just two weeks. If you're interested in learning more, and if you are interested in receiving a 20% discount when the course goes live, head on over to this week's show notes. There's a link for you to get more information. The show notes are found at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 058, mamaminimalist.com forward slash 058. Enjoy the interview. Hi, June. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing? Uh, you're very welcome. I am doing well. I am uh, 38 and a half weeks pregnant, so I am eagerly awaiting uh, not being pregnant with our fifth child, So, um, but doing well for being this pregnant. <laughs> Best wishes for a healthy and happy delivery. And um, with five children, I am sure organizing is a big part of motherhood. And we're going to get all into how to organize um, a disorganized family like mine. But before we even get there, I want to know all about you, who you are, what you do, etc. 
Sure. Um, well, I'm a homeschooling work at home mom of soon to be five kids. I have a nine year old girl and then seven, five, and three year old boys, and then a baby girl on the way. So my oldest is thrilled to finally have the sister she's been waiting for. With working from home, um, I earn a part time part time income blogging, which has been a huge blessing to our family. Um, I'm married to Dave, who's a civil engineer, and he is um, works from home one or two days a week, which is also makes our life possible. Um, and let's see, growing up, I was always loving to clean and organize. That was just my thing. I loved keeping my room clean um, and organizing anything and everything. And so that stuck with me um, all throughout my life. But when I got to the point of having three kids, four and under, I really just stopped having time to organize the methods that I was using. So I came across an article on Ann Bogle, uh, Ann Bogle site, Modern Mrs. Darcy, and it was about the life-changing magic of tidying up. And I was very intrigued. So I ended up checking out the book from the library, which of course it's very popular now, Marie Kondo. So she was my first introduction to minimalism. And even though um, I feel like I've moved on from some of her methods and have found other minimalists I identify with more, she was my first introduction to minimalism. And so I devoured her book and decluttered my house round, you know, one of a hundred because when you have this many kids and your family grows so fast, you're constantly decluttering and rethinking what is in your house. And it just made more time. Uh, I didn't have to organize all the time anymore. Um, but even with getting rid of things, I still, I still was wondering what the best way to organize was and kept searching for those answers in a way that made sense to my family because little kids you know, they don't always work with your systems. And my husband is not the most organized person in the world to be, you know, kind. <laughs> but, um, or we just think very differently as well. We're very opposite in how we think about organization. And so it was a challenge for me to still think through, even with less stuff, how to set up our home in a way that it stayed neat and tidy regardless of their disorganization. Yes. I feel as though I am at the place where my house is organized. I have minimized and I have organized. And as long as my husband and two children just <laughs> just do what I want <laughs> and stay within the systems that I've created, then everything is hunky-dory. But they never they never abide by the organization systems that I have put in place. And so it often feels as though I'm just walking around my house, like cleaning up after the other humans that I live with. And I, I think that that is a common problem. And so I'm so excited that you're on the show to hopefully offer a solution. Yes, I was definitely at that place where I and I just wanted control. I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I wanted my systems to work. And so for a long time, I beat my head up against a wall, <laughs> you know, trying in the same frustrations that you're having and saying, why can't you just get on board? But what I ended up realizing through a lot of reading 
and research um, was just that, why am I spending so much time trying to change their habits? Because especially for my husband, he's already set really. I mean, (laughs) you're an adult. It's very hard to change habits, even when you are motivated to do so. And he wasn't super motivated to work with my systems. I mean, why should he make extreme efforts to do that? Um, And so him plus then little kids, I started to realize I needed to let go of my need to control it all because as moms, obviously we are the ones who often are the ones organizing our homes and setting up systems. And so it's tempting to just run the show and then say, get on board with my systems but it doesn't always work out that way. I would love to ask you a question that has been on my mind for years and years and years. And it is when my husband and I moved into our house, this was before kids, and we wanted to get organized. We did what most people did, which is we drove to the container store, which is just an organizer's paradise, right? And we spent way too much money on these plastic organization systems because we didn't know any better. But a lot of people probably don't know any better because the Container Store is a gigantic brand, right? So I'm wondering, why isn't organizing as simple as buying a lot of bins and baskets? So for me, what I started to realize is that I needed to put a lot of effort into observing behaviors before I leapt to the container store, which is a dangerous place that I try to stay away from (laughs) these days and Target. And I needed to spend a lot of time watching how my kids and my family used a space, even though it's frustrating. The temptation is so strong to just go out and buy more baskets, more bins right away and to get everything settled right away. And it takes a lot of patience to to observe first. And so, for example, um, two years ago, we moved long distance and we had all of our Legos in a huge cardboard box. And I was very tempted to go out and buy an organizer for them. But I waited and watched how they played with them. And I just realized they didn't care. They just sorted through them and and use them to build creatively instead of needing them in drawers of red and orange and yellow and green, <laughs> you know, whatever systems people will come up with. And so I realized, wow, the perfect system for this is is a long, shallow bin. But it took me a good couple of weeks of watching them play with them before I leapt out to buy them. So I think more baskets, more bins right away is often a mistake because you don't know how you're going to use your space. Patience is usually the answer. Hmm. It sounds like what you're saying is that oftentimes, probably not always, but oftentimes those bins and those baskets are created for the adults and it doesn't necessarily take the kids and their habits around play into consideration. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I keep I keep finding that and relearning that lesson. Um, even just with recently our dress-up clothes, I had had them in drawers and they just didn't, they didn't put them back the way I had them organized. And so we ended up going back to just an open bucket and I separated them into two groups of things and put one away and one in a basket in this big, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's just like a bin and they would dump them out and it was easier for them to clean up. They actually played with them again because they weren't hidden away out of sight and it stayed very easy to clean up and they use them. And so 
usually I found that the simplest solution is the best. So walk me through your system. How on earth do you organize a disorganized family? <laughs> so, I mean, I think obviously we would both agree that the first solution is less stuff. Even with being home all day with this many kids and homeschooling even. I think I'm a I'm a rarity in the homeschool community. <laughs> There's all of these memes going around right now about only keeping 30 books. Does she mean 30 like Marie Kondo? Does she mean 30 in each subject? And everyone is absolutely appalled at the number that she, she suggests. But I actually have found <laughs> we we have I mean we don't have 30 books, but we have dramatically less than most of the homeschooling families I know, simply because it's easier to keep them organized and more is not always better. Having less stuff to organize in the first place is always the first step. Second uh, would be what, what I've already mentioned is just observing how my family uses the space and the things that we have. So even recently, we decluttered our kitchen yet again for 50 millionth time. Um, it seems you're always going through rounds. And my husband and I were talking about where to put things. And he suggested, like, I always, I'm always looking for these things that I can only use for uh, cooking. So the soft things, we have all dishes that require soft cooking utensils. And I want that, you know, this drawer would make the most sense for these things. And so the more I've incorporated their opinions into our organizational systems, the more likely it is for to stay tidy. So so anyway, so we moved all of those kitchen utensils to one drawer right by the stove and everyone's been happy and they've stayed there and everyone knows where everything is. Another example is um, for a long time, I had a coat rack for the kids specifically. It's the common ones from Ikea for their sweatshirts and coats. And no one was putting them on the hooks. And it was so frustrating to have to remind them day after day. And I, my daughter and I were watching Marie Kondo's Tidying Up. And one of the episodes, two of the people, they just had a really hard time organizing. They both had different ideas of what made the most sense. And so from that, my daughter suggested, hey, mom, how about we use one of the open mints we already have? and put all of the sweatshirts in there, which usually we only have one sweatshirt per child down by our front door. And why don't we put this open bin and try that instead and see if it's easier for us to stay organized and to keep everything clean. And I said, okay, I'm open to change. You know, let's put the coat rack away and we'll, re we'll reorder some stuff and get this basket down. And sure enough, everybody now easily puts their, <laughs> puts their sweatshirts in the bin when they come inside. And it's so much easier. I could spend a lifetime reminding them to hang their coats up, or I could just take a suggestion from a family member and my life is easier. I love that. I love that. It sounds as though the key, the the magic piece that I've been missing at least, is that I've been trying to fit my family into my organizing mold, whereas I need to be a bit more flexible, think outside the box and adapt like the, your sweatshirt idea, for example. Most people usually use a coat rack, but that's not the only solution. A bin works just as well. And I'm sure it has saved you an awful lot of mental energy and time picking up their sweatshirts. Would that be right? 
Absolutely. And it's really, um, I think some people would say, well, just train your kids and especially kids, not necessarily your, your spouse, but train your kids to, to clean up the way you want them to. And I just say, why spend more time and energy doing that? To be honest, like if, if, if the easiest thing that keeps everyone happy, they're in a bin, they're not on the floor, makes me happy, it makes them happy, they can easily access them, they don't have to struggle, especially with a family our size, like even in a, even the amount of hooks on that coat rack, it was hard to, to move them and find an open hook and hang it up. Even my three-year-old can do it. He can toss his coat in to the bin and it's a it's a metal like wire bin so they can all see where their things are with less stuff there's only one coat per person so it's super easy it's made my life so much easier and I'm so thankful I listened to my daughter and I'm at the place where I'm open to other people's ideas on your blog you talk about your children and their dirty laundry can you explain for us how you've adapted to their habits in a way that helps everybody? <laughs> Absolutely. So I think in my world, I love when things are away and out of sight. And that works for the most part. I mean, I, I really love clear surfaces. I love things to be behind closed doors. But that just doesn't work for them. Like if it if it is behind a door, that's one more step for them to open the door and throw their laundry in the correct place instead of leaving it lying around. And so eventually I realized, you know what, I'm fighting again. I'm fighting a battle that doesn't need to be fought and it doesn't make anyone happy and it steals my energy and it makes them frustrated and it's one more reminder. So I ended up leaving laundry baskets out in their rooms. Um, so my, my daughter's room is pretty small. So she has like a hanging kind of laundry bag that, but that's still open and out for her to see. And then the boys in their room have a like a bit a laundry hamper, but I leave the lid open just because it's one less step. Like in my world, I'd love the basket to be closed all the time and in a different space behind a closed door, but why make it harder for them or for you? Right. Okay. So I am going to enlist your expertise in an organizing problem that just befuddles me daily and I'm over it. It is this. My daughter, she's almost five. She has this love affair with books, which is lovely. And I'm so happy she loves books. That's not the issue. The issue is that when we put her to bed at night, she requires that she is surrounded by books. And sometimes she looks at them, sometimes she doesn't. It's become this awkward habit where if you go in there and it's dark, you can't really even see my kid because she's covered in books. But again, I don't want to put any restrictions on books. I want to foster a love of reading in her. So I'm, I'm not willing to just lay down the hammer and say, no books in bed. I'm not willing to do that. However, who cleans up these books every morning? Me. She's not at an age where she can organize them and put them back on the bookshelf. And even worse is, you know, a lot are hardcover and they fall on the floor during the night and they wake me up. And it's so it's a real disaster. And I don't know how to fix this problem. So help me out. <laughs> So I would say that the easiest thing, if it were me, um, and actually my three-year-old um, 
is on a twin bed and we read at night and he has on his bed a bin for books. And so he and she probably is a size where if she's in a twin bed that you could fit like a soft basket of some kind to contain the books. And I would just let her sleep with them in in a soft basket and encourage her to keep as many of them in that basket as possible. So that way, maybe she falls asleep with one or two by her side, but there's not 30 books falling off the bed every night. Um, and I would just, uh, to be honest, let her keep them there. Yeah. Put the mesh bin at the at the base of her bed. She definitely doesn't take up all that space. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. So just, yeah, anything. I mean, a soft basket would be ideal, but even on my three-year-old's bed, like he has just a simple crate. Like it's not fancy. He doesn't ever knock it off. Um, and it's actually sturdy. So I don't know. You may, you may find that a sturdier basket, not a soft one works well because it won't be knocked off um, in the middle of the night by any of her movements. So if you're trying to make her keep them and put them away every morning, I would just say, why? Why? It's just frustrating for you. It's frustrating for her. It's one more thing for her and you to to have conflict over. And that's no fun for anybody. Right. Minimalism is all about creating extra mental space, right? And eliminating things that cause unnecessary stress. So if I'm holding on to all these organizing systems that nobody's using, it's really just causing me more mental stress and contributing to my mental load. So it's not even worth it. Exactly. And and as your family members, they are who they are, especially kids, and they already have a built-in default probably to be organized or not organized. Um, and they're, even then, their organization may be completely different than your organization. Um, for my husband and I, we think very differently about the best way to organize things. And so slowly but surely, hopefully another you know 10 years of marriage, I'll ask him first <laughs> by default, but um, enlisting his ideas too for how to organize things. Um, and I'm trying to also more and more ask my daughter as she gets older um, and even in her own room, like let go of my systems for organizing her things and let her have free reign for how to organize them. I can make suggestions, but she doesn't always take them. It sounds like you're really empowering her to make her own choices when it comes to her own room, which I love. Yes. And more and more I'm asking her um, around the house and realizing that especially with this recent situation with the coats that she does have some ideas that really work well for the way that our family functions. Where can listeners find more of you? Um, I write at this simple um, about minimalism, homeschooling, a variety of other topics occasionally, but more and more, those are my two main focuses. So this simple I look forward to seeing photos of your adorable baby girl, hopefully sooner rather than later. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on when you're 38.5 weeks pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for inviting me. I really was excited to take the opportunity. 
I so hope you enjoyed that interview with June Duran of This Simple Balance. This week's show notes can be found at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 058. And on next week's show, we are talking about the five most common decluttering excuses I hear every day from all of you and how to get over them. I will see you then. Take care. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.